live wires on the team connect get respect for they realness i know you feel this all right guys well panthers head coach frank right he met with the media earlier today and he was asked if there's any areas on the roster that needs to be upgraded as we head towards final roster cuts and getting down to that 53-man roster. And here's how the head coach answered that question. Other positions you still feel like need significant or any kind of upgrade at that, that you're looking at right now? No, I, I don't. I mean, you know, listen, I mean, my job is to coach the guys that are there. I mean, you know, I mean, if somebody comes available, if Scott says, hey, this guy or this guy has come available, let's talk about it. You know, I mean, we owe it to the team to, to evaluate every one of those situations. But right now, we're locked in on the guys we have and feel good about them. Y'all believe him? Um, yeah, I do, because I, I feel like what else would he say at that point? What's he going to say? Yeah, we need to get a couple of more linemen and a couple of more linebackers and things of that nature. He's not going to come out and say anything like that. But I'm sure that when cuts are made, uh, they will probably pick up and let go of some guys that maybe they see from other teams that they think could be better than what they have at the position, especially if the offensive line play uh, continues. So I believe him to an extent because that's what he had to say. I mean, where are the other options coming, right. right? I mean, look, this is classic Ron Rivera. The answer is on the roster. And if Scott Fitter decides to go after another offensive lineman, then, yeah, I mean, Frank Reich is too busy. Honestly, I don't know if I want him knowing a ton about the other offensive linemen out there because I want him coaching these guys. I want Scott Fitter to do the GM thing, coach to do the coach thing. I do believe him. Whoever Fitter thinks is a good prospect, enough of a prospect to bring over and possibly help this offensive line any position group of need then scott fitter will make that decision and frank reich will try to bring the best out of him as much as he possibly can i believe him yeah i mean frank reich's got a lot look you're implementing a new strategy a new scheme entirely with this offense you're working with a rookie qb yeah i'm with you wes i, I do think that frank reich is telling the truth and i think that is the process happening over there at bank of america stadium what else you got for us fitty all right. Well, you guys referenced uh, Michael Lombardi's criticism of Frank Reich. That happened last week. Well, he didn't back off again this week on the latest edition of the GM Shuffle podcast. He said, kind of picking back off a topic we had in the 1 o'clock hour, he doesn't think that Frank Reich will have the Panthers ready to go when week one officially gets here. I don't see them being ready to go. I, I, like, I think Detroit, they haven't played golf. I think Detroit – even though they haven't played well, I think Detroit's getting their team ready. I'm not ready to write them off, but I don't see the Panthers, the way their offensive line's playing, getting ready. Like, New England's offensive line isn't playing very good right now, but they're playing a lot of young guys in their offensive line. They got a lot of injuries. When they had Trent Brown at left tackle, they were better. But to me, there's reasons. Sometimes there's reasons. Like, nobody in, in, in Carolina's hurt. Like, they should be playing and running the ball at a high level. Man, Austin Corbett isn't hurt anymore, guys? I mean, what? Come on. I mean, does he got something against Frank? What's going on? Well, you know, do, do, you do know his son was yes. on Matt Rule's staff, and he got mercifully fired because, I don't know, that coaching staff sucked last year. Right. Look, I, I want nice to give him the benefit of the doubt in that he wouldn't allow that to – 
affect what opinion he might have with mm -hmm. the Frank Reich? Because Frank Reich, say what you want about him as an actual football coach, it seems like most people love that dude, okay? It seems like he's a really nice guy, and people like him because he goes for bat, goes to bat for his players, and he's developed what I think is nothing but good relationships with all of his players. What are you talking about? Like, you want to talk about Trent Brown being hurt and that being the excuse for New England's young offensive line? Man, Austin Corbett might have been the best offensive lineman for this team last year, and he ain't playing. And you rotated a whole bunch of different guys. If you want to say you'd rather have someone starting with the ones the entire time against the Jets, okay, that's constructive criticism. That's a legitimate gripe. You know what he did? He fixed it by bringing in a higher draft pick than some of these undrafted guys or players that you picked up in free agency. You brought in Zavala, who you invested a fourth-round draft pick in. As soon as he was ready to go, he played every single one of the snaps with the starters on the offensive line. Now we're trying to say that Frank Reich is going to have this team ready to go because the offensive line isn't playing well, and that's Reich's fault, and that they don't have an injury? It, yeah, even the backup right guard is coming off of an injury. Wes, make it make sense because I can't do it. Uh, the only thing I can think of is just that, you know, disregarding the score in the preseason, I think when you kind of look at some things and you feel like that the preseason is for getting sharp, the preseason is – to get yourself into shape for regular season football and with the way this offensive line, what they're showing thus far, they don't look like they're ready today. And so that's not to say that going off of the final score, that has nothing to do with it. It's just how did this group look when they're in, especially when the crown jewel of this football team is their rookie quarterback. So I would just say in a sense that the offensive line does not look ready just yet, but they've got another opportunity on Friday. The starters are going to play. And so we'll see how it looks then. If it still doesn't look good on Friday night, then I think you got to start worrying a little bit about what it's going to look like come regular season. Because And, and, and again, I just want to reiterate, I'm not a guy that's sitting here looking at preseason games for final scores. That's not what I care about. But how do things look? The preseason is for getting those reps to get yourself sharp and ready to go. We can't say that the offensive line looks like they're ready to go yet with the displays that they put up in the first two games. So that's the only credence that I'll lend to what he just said as far as the O-line not looking sharp. The offense has only scored a field goal when you're talking about the starters. And so that's not the type of momentum that you want coming into the regular season he's just delivering the message very harsh well it is and also with excuses built in for other teams that he was mentioning did he really talk about detroit do we not remember that detroit got off to an awful start in the first half of last season yes and then turned it on in the second half mm -hmm. and then they still have their original head coach there they still have their offensive coordinator there with Ben Johnson, who was getting head coaching opportunities, but decided to stay with Detroit because he liked what he had. Mm -hmm. Are we just forgetting that? Yeah. Just the excuses didn't make sense. Yeah. It's actually not what he's saying is actually not true in the way that you can compare it to Carolina. So Mike Lombardi, you know, take two, swing and a miss, man. You got one more, and boy, I just <laughs> won't hear have anything else to hear what Mike Lombardi has to say. What else you got for us, Fitty? All right, so Michael Lombardi wasn't the only guy that was critical after Week One and double down. So was Chris Sims, and on his latest edition of his podcast, Chris, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, he said, well, Bryce Young's talent so far through two weeks of the NFL preseason, it's been underwhelming. Bryce Young, I just I, – I don't dislike what I see. Oh, boy. Okay? But I also, <laughs> as a fan and as a football guy, and you know me, I go I, – I'd still sit there and go, I can't believe this is the number one pick, right? 
And I am a little bit of also, too, at times, Oof. like, you know, 50 drunks at the bar or whatever watching, like, and, and, and not that they're always right or whatever, but just, like, my wife's watching. Who's this quarterback? Yeah. Said, this is Bryce Young. This is the first pick. They. This was the first. He's the first pick of the draft, right? I go to the weight room the next day at the Equinox, right? Yeah. I got Johnny Muscles coming up to me. I mean, <sighs> I don't know. Bryce Young, the number one pick? Like, all of a sudden, now that's happening. Yeah. So I'm just saying... I wouldn't feel that great if I was Carolina quite yet. I know reading defenses and feel are all going to be good. But, uh, you know, for the number one pick, the pure physical talent to this point is underwhelming. And, you know, not that he throws the ball nice. It's just that wowing there. He was jumpy in the pocket. He's not. He does not want to hang in there. And that's where we got to see growth, and I want to see where this goes in this department. Well, she good. I got the foul line queued up and ready to go if you want to go foul line <laughs> on our man, uh, uh, Broke Spleen Sims. I do not want to go foul line. The thing that I will say is, you know, I'm no quarterback, but Bryce Young looks like – has looked like to me that he's done a good job of pocket presence staying in there. But the thing that I will say is that, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what he's looking for because at this point, you know, Bryce is kind of just taking what the defense gives him at this point. Have they thrown the football down the field to be able to test out that arm and show what the deep ball capabilities capabilities of this offense are? No, they have not. And so that's, I think, a reason why they may be kind of shunning him right now is because they haven't seen an uber-aggressive offense with him throwing it all over the yard, taking deep shots and things of that nature. That's the only reason why I could think that they would say that because if you factor in O-line play with the limited amount of plays that he's been giving, I don't know how you could say that he's looked underwhelming. Sure, the stats, 7 of 12, 56 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, they're not going to blow anybody away. But uh, so that's the only reason I can think of because there hasn't been any chunk plays to really give you that wow factor. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, look, man. (laughs) Apologies to Chris Sims' wife, okay? Apologies to Johnny Muscles going over to Chris in the weight room saying, that's the number one overall pick? You got six series from Bryce Young, and you want to talk about the shortest QB that's ever been drafted number one. And you want to talk about how you haven't seen his physical traits on full display? Yeah. We've been talking about how he doesn't have many. But it's not because of the physical traits that you drafted him number one. It's because the processing was elite, because the accuracy is elite. And right now, I don't see anything against Bryce Young to the point where he hasn't looked like anything other than the QB we saw at Alabama. The offensive line looks different from Alabama. The skill positions, even with it being a little lackluster compared to first-round picks of years past, that looks different than Alabama. But Bryce Young doesn't. What is Bryce Young doing wrong? I ask you again. Bryce Young not hanging in the pocket? Yeah. Wes, did he watch the Jets game? Right. He wasn't in the pocket against the Giants because if he was, he'd be sacked. Yeah. What do you – that is dumb, man. Like, are you serious? (laughs) He's not hanging in the pocket against the Giants. You want him to take a hit? Just so you and Lombardi can talk about how Bryce Young and Frank Reich all need to be fired and benched because he hung in there and took too much of a penalty and took too much physicality? What are you talking about? I can't – neither one of these sound bites make any sense to me whatsoever, and it seems like these guys aren't watching. I'm not going to hold it against them that they're not doing the second take Tuesday and watching every single play, but, man, from a former quarterback – 
I would expect a little better than my wife and Johnny Muscles told me he doesn't yeah, look like the number one yeah. overall pick. I need something yeah. a little that bit better, Chris. Yeah, that didn't help his case, man. He could have come with more hardcore analysis than just saying that your wife came in and said that. And I get you saying it for emphasis as far as how he looks and how, you know, maybe he's not showing a, a, a really crazy amount of arm strength when he's throwing these passes. But, yeah, not, not good examples by Sims. It's pretty awful takes that he came with today. Not Fiddy himself, at least, just played him. But he, he got aroused out of us. It's exactly what he wanted. Fiddy's doing a great job from the studio because he managed to anger Braves fans, White Sox fans, and now Panthers fans being mad at somebody else. He's deflected the anger. How are you doing it over there, Fiddy? Y'all don't call me the producer for no reason. <laughs> That's right, baby. It's a good one-liner. That's one Fiddy helping us out for the live wire.